organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby, and this is the show all about uh, featuring small nonprofits doing wonderfully big things. And I have an affinity for this one uh, today because it has some of my favorite things to talk about, which is golf and kids. And it combines the power of the two, and we're going to have a delightful conversation. Uh, I would like to welcome uh, to the show two Chris's. This is easy because we can just address everyone as Chris. One of them will answer. It'll be great. Uh, we have Chris Howell and Chris Larson. Chris Howell is the uh, the head uh, teaching pro at the Moorhead Country Club here in uh, Flyover Country. And uh, Chris Larson is the uh, head golf pro at the Moorhead Country Club. They are both board members of Par 4 Junior Golf. Welcome to the show, Chris and Chris. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. This is fun. Very excited to have you on today. Uh, I love talking about golf. I love what you're doing. The concept of your organization is wonderful. So if somebody's tuning in for the first time, they see golf, podcast, awesomeness, and fundraising all in one, they want to help, and they've tuned in today, uh, why don't you give us kind of the 5,000-foot view of what uh, your organization, Par 4 Junior Golf, is? Me, you? You can you. go ahead on this oh, one. Yeah, I'll, let, it to I'll me. let you take the big one. All right. <laughs> so, par for junior golf, what is it? It's uh, We're just trying to get golf in schools, trying to kind of break down the barriers of uh, how exclusive golf has been, and really just bring golf to the kids, you know? Um, it's had so many barriers uh, that's it's been tough to get golf in schools because it's costly. So providing the equipment, providing the the training for kids, it's just, it's not on all of the uh, FIAD radar. So um, we're trying really hard with all of our connections to be able to bring um, a curriculum to the schools and really get kids hooked on golf and expand our reach. So that's the the broad overview. And, and, and- Maybe Chris, other Chris, uh, how about, uh, the, you know, the reason people play golf? There's a lot of, I think, benefits for someone picking up this game, especially in schools. I mean, you learn a lot of different um, particular traits of good, bad, ugly, and patience and, uh, and honesty and things. Is that, is that part of your uh, sort of mission here is to get that type of um, uh, understanding and, and training and, and sort of leadership roles within this organization as well? Yeah, with, without a doubt, golf is really the only sport where we referee ourselves. Yeah. So that, that honesty and integrity, that type of mantra is really solid with what we're trying to do. And hopefully those are skills and lessons we can help teach the kids going forward where they're responsible for their own actions, their own decisions, and so on. And I think it's also a wonderful door into a lot of opportunities that if you're not playing golf, um, you don't necessarily have, right? If somebody asks you to, hey, can you play in a golf tournament? You're like, ah, I don't golf. Well, that's, that's access to a, a lot of, of marketing and a lot of sort of, uh, you know, networking that you might have as a, as, a, as, a, as a young business person or businesswoman. Like that is an interesting sort of concept to start training at an early age, understanding the importance of like, this is a great socialization skill as well as like a business skill. Yeah. You learn, you learn a ton about people on the golf course. So yes. 
um, you know, if you're, if you're stuck four hours with somebody, you, you tend to learn their tendencies, you learn communication. And yeah, I mean, that's, there's all these, these trickle down things that happen because of golf. And it's not just the, the competition side of it. I mean, there's so many other avenues you can go with the game. Right. And I think it's, I think it's fun. It, it's, it's, uh, it's like being a Vikings fan where you never, you're never going to win anything. Like it's, you're never going to be a winner. Uh, but it's all, you're always trying to improve upon your last kind of thing. I think that's what makes it as a, as a sport so intriguing to me is that you're always trying to improve from just the last shot or the last round or the last hole. And you're trying to build momentum. I think you can take that a lot into the business world and your personal life. Uh, I just, I've always thought it's an amazing uh, sport. So I'm glad we're kind of talking about this and how, uh, when did you start um, par for youth golf? When was this sort of this brainchild of yours? How did this sort of come to fruition? So we, we got the first donation in 2018 and then, um, just kind of timeline wise, I think we, we got everything kind of finalized end of 2018 and put into place for 2019 and giving hearts day was really kind of when we launched it, launched it. Outstanding. And, you know, even as a young organization, I think we all have uh, big, hairy, audacious goals that we want to plan on, on sort of creating, right? And we want to sort of uh, always dream big uh, and dream into the future, too. So what are some of those big goals that you have uh, at, the, uh, at the par for a junior golf organization? What are some of those things that you'd love to see happening here <laughs> later on down the road? So, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Because when we got our first like $5,000, I mean, it was like, you're the, you got your first credit card or something, you know, you're, oh my God, we can buy the world. We got $5,000, you know? Um, So we're like, let's build a, let's build a big uh, junior golf uh, clinic and, you know, let's bring people in. And we had these, like you said, big, hairy, crazy goals and we still have those, but, you know, we've kind of reeled those back and let's like, okay, let's let's focus in on 2020. What are we going to do right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of, you know, keep building on those bigger goals, but you want to talk about what we're yeah. doing in 2020? Yeah. So, so 2020, our goal is, um, to raise twelve and a half thousand dollars and get, um, snag golf or, or light golf. It's similar type of equipment. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that at all into every elementary school in Fargo. Awesome. And if, if people are listening and they don't know what snag is too, kind of explain what that is as part of a program that you're, that you're working with. So snag is, is uh, an acronym for starting new at golf. Um, basically you just take this golf club and turn it into a giant, it's like a giant plastic head. So it's almost impossible to mess. The grip's got a trainer grip. So kids and, and adults alike can grab onto it and learn the grip super easy. We hit uh, tennis balls that hit uh, Velcro targets. They're called stickies. Um, it's just a really fun, interactive way to teach golf rather than starting with a small white ball and a small club head. And uh, there's, there's relative, it's, it's relatively quick and progresses very, very fast and, and kids stay motivated and adults. Um, so that's, that's starting new at golf. That's snag. That's awesome. I, the, my, my only, uh, my, the best experience I had with that was um, Ernie Ells has a wonderful foundation helping kids who are on the, the autism spectrum learn golf. Yeah. And, and part of the regulatory sort of like 
rules and, and things you need to follow are very apt to those who uh, are on the spectrum. And that was one of the things that I just loved about it was having that as a program as part of this um, this sort of all-inclusive feature. And I always wanted to use one of those giant clubs. I feel like I can put that in my bag and use it a lot easier than some of my yeah. low irons already. So... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of organizations do golf. We just talked, a little, you know, just sort of mentioned um, uh, a couple of them across the country. What do what does your organization do better than everybody else? What are you a- actionably kind of doing that's different from nonprofits that that are in around town that you can kind of say, hey, we're this is in a field of horses, uh, we're the unicorn, and what do we do better than everybody else? I mean, I mean, besides hopefully we play golf better than everyone else, right? I would hope so. Yes. As yeah. uh, pros, I would hope that. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would say it kind of comes down to, we all have a skill set in teaching golf. That's, that's our background. We teach golf so we can go into the school and really help the FIED teachers on how golf should be taught properly. Besides, besides what's already there in the given curriculum, we can really hone in and give these teachers the skills once we leave to teach this the right way. Sure. There, there's no questions coming out. Did I do it right? Is this the way you should do it? It's, it is the way that, that you should do it. Yeah, absolutely. And is that, and does that include sort of the value system too, that you sort of associate with, with golf in general? I mean, I would imagine that there's not a lot of uh, sort of organizations who are not only instilling you on the ability to do something, but they're like, okay, also as a side project, mm-hmm. Right. You've got to learn a bunch of these as values that you associate, or maybe not even associate with sports. Integrity, honesty, yeah. I mean, core values that that are um, that are instilled in every golfer, hopefully instilled in every golfer. I mean, that just that comes with the territory. And like Goose was saying, um, you know, the uh, being able—it's the only sport that we police ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. and so you're playing by yourself, or you're playing with other people. So yeah, it's uh, that's a large part of the game. I know that, uh, again, as a young organization, you're always looking for impact to kind of tell a story and sort of garner uh, interest from people who would be supporters and donors and that kind of thing. So what are some of the documented successes that you've had um, since your inception here in the early part of 2019? Kind of what is success stories, a person, a community, whatever that means. What have you seen as like a sort of a big uh, thing that you've accomplished? Um. Well, as far as success stories, you know, we're still, we're still really young as a, as a foundation and a, we're kind of right now we're building off of the success of really getting our first dollars into the account. So right now the 2020 is like, we're hoping for a big success in 2020 yeah. and that would be, you know, kind of targeting uh, the schools in the elementary schools in Fargo. Um, you know, we have 17 elementary schools that are on our radar and to be able to teach this curriculum, 2020 proves to be like a really big year for, for this foundation. So, um, you know, the, the marketed success story, I don't know if we've got it yet. I, and well, maybe correct me if I'm wrong is, um, Bell Bank did agree to be our fiscal sponsor this year. So anything giving hearts day, they will match. Nice. So I would say that's a yeah, that's big, huge. big success for us as a new foundation is having that partnership with Bell Bank to really maybe drive dollars and drive this foundation moving forward. 
You know, a lot of, I think a lot of smaller nonprofits who are just getting started are looking for that documented success things. And I think some of those small stories, whether you got a business partner to match up with you or whether you got um, access into having conversations I mean, with you, you know, sort of Par- Fargo Public Schools, that's a win as far as I'm concerned. And sort of that's some successes that people are realizing that this is uh, something that they want, that these are the type of values they want to teach. And so I think some of those uh, successes, although you think they are small, Really, in the long term, if you're thinking four, five, 10, 20 years down the road, that was your first steps in the right direction to sort of make this an actual huge and big deal um, across uh, across the board. So leaping into that, maybe we want to parlay on our conversation just a, a second ago. Uh, we don't celebrate enough in the nonprofit world. We think it's bragging. I think that's ridiculous. We need to show people that they can be a part of an amazing organization, exactly like yours. So uh, what can we celebrate with you as an organization uh, today? What can we celebrate? God, we're so humble. I don't even know Uh, what we're, what are we supposed to celebrate? You, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're celebrating honestly, the fact that we have a little money in the bank to be able to hand out equipment to kids and, uh, and to create a, a great program for a, for, the school system in 2020. I mean, that's like the main, I don't know. That's like the yeah. main thing that we, we I have think of. momentum in 2020. Yeah. Um, there you go. And now we have uh do, do gooder, better, do good, better counseling. You're interviewing right, us. right here. Interviewing us. That's a win. I like that's it. I'll take it. We'll celebrate together. I like this. Right. I'm ce- I'm celebrating that this is the uh, first recording of uh, an organization in my backyard. Done everything kind of uh, out throughout the country, maybe even sort of the western part of the states. This is the first one in the hometown, so th- I'm celebrating that with you today. Awesome. You know, that's part, that's you know, we like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is big. Um, I think one of the great opportunities that we have as nonprofits is to show our appreciation for those who helped us get to where we are or where we're going. Um, I think that one of the most important pieces to the nonprofit and fundraising puzzle is to show that appreciation authentically and awesome. Um, is there an individual, is there a business, is there a group that you just kind of want to give a shout out to, to kind of help you propel you to your fundraising goals uh, as you sort of proceed into the 2020? The yeah, yeah, the, the. yeah. Well, we'd obviously love to thank Michael Solberg and, and Bell Banks for yes. stepping up and, and really kicking butt for us and, and taking taking us on. Outstanding. Kudos, Bell Bank, and yes. you is to to do that. And I think that's I think that's wonderful. And that says a lot about a business taking a risk on a program that is so new. And so I think the celebration and appreciating those who uh, who step outside of their comfort zone and, and do that, I think, is an amazing thing. Is there an organization in the community here that maybe deserves a shout-out to? I feel like there's always someone who's kind of under the radar that we always like to give some love to, uh, an organization that deserves some appreciation for what they're accomplishing that may not be you, or but people you might be associated with. Um, I think I wrote this in the notes. There's that... Uh, I can't even think of them off the top of my head that they're donating golf clubs to the YMCA. I'll give you a hint. It's clubs for kids. Clubs for kids. <laughs> they're, they're donating equipment to the YMCA to give to underprivileged kids that want to be able to afford or get into golf as well. Awesome. So they're, they're doing similar stuff we are, and I think it's really cool. I think and that's the, really great, the, yeah. The neat thing about that is it's it's just expanding the reach of the game, you know, and that's – 
you know, as golf professionals, that's our, that's our core mission is mm-hmm. to promote the game and grow the game, you know, and the fact that they're doing it um, through the YMCA and they're, they're providing clubs. I mean, that's like, that is super rad because those kids are just going to start there and they're going to continue through our program and hopefully get instruction. And then before you know it, golf is just, it's just normal, you know, yeah. and that's what we want. So that's, that's cool. Outstanding. Clubs for kids, kudos. Hey, YMCA, kudos to you too. We got a little shout out there as well for actually providing that. Well, as as being a part of the guests on the show, um, I also like to give back to those who are uh, who are guests. And so I would like to provide you with any sort of fundraising help that I can give you. So if there's a fundraising question or a query or some something that I can help you answer, I am here for you. So let it fly. What can I help you with fundraising wise? Oh, Gosh, you just opened the door. The floodgates have been wide open. <laughs> uh, so number one, a uh, good thing going back to golf is, you know, a lot of people in golf actually are financially pretty well off. Um, how do we reach those donors and, and get them on board with what our mission is and what we're trying to do instead of going to a different charity down the street? Maybe they do both. Hopefully they do both and not just one. Right. Um, the questions – so – a lot of people have uh, have a problem with approaching some high capacity donors because they know they support other charities or another church or another organization or other school. Everyone's got a list of people that they want to help. And if you are a golfer and if you like the idea of uh, training that next generation of golfers, this is right up your alley, I, I think. I would ask them, uh, if you've got an, a list of people who might be interested, personable, maybe have kids themselves, I think that's probably a really good connection. Maybe invite them to either watch some of your trainings with some of these kids that you're providing these programs for. Invite them to help uh, give instructions. Invite them to say, hey, we're looking for some other members to get involved. We'd love a little extra help with teaching some of these kids on the driving uh, range or on the putting green. We know that you golf here all the time. You know all the undulations. You know all the little trade secrets of, uh, of our course. We'd love you to come in and try to help too. And what you're doing is then you're forging a connection with those individuals with what you're actually trying to accomplish and you're sort of sharing their mission without selling them on anything. And they're going to naturally tell you that they loved it or they'd love to help, how can I help more? And then you've opened the door to a conversation to say, hey, listen, we're, we're trying to raise about $12,000 this year to get from point A to point B. This is what our impact's going to be. Is that something that you'd be interested in helping us do? And the answer is notoriously going to be yes, because they've already seen the impact that you're making with the kids you're bringing uh, to make uh, golf a part of the thing. Or you invite them to the schools. You say, hey, this is so-and-so who came from our organization as well. They've, they want to help sort of give training or give uh, some instruction as well. You're involving them is going to naturally give you a real good and easy, uh, warm lead into asking them for a donation out of the gate. Yeah, I love that. Create the involvement rather than just banging down a door and saying, hey, can I have some money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give value to them. You'll make them yeah. see the value in your organization and they're going to naturally be drawn to it because you're not asking them for money. They're going to be involved. They're like, well, now how I, can I help? And then you got them. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's good. It sounded like you had a second one, and we've got time. So I will allot it as well. This. I guess, you know, one thing that we always have for, for fundraising is, you know, we hone in on, on one particular donor, and then we, you know, we're like, great. How do we create this momentum 
mm-hmm. where we're building on and we're, we're constantly, um, we're attracting new and better. Um, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say better, mm-hmm. but attracting new donors. How do you, how do you leverage your contacts in order to make more contacts? Right. That- well, you can do it one of two ways. I, one, I would say uh, at, at the events that you have um, at, at either your, your country club or at, at schools you do, tell the story as many times as possible, right? Talk about the benefits. Talk about the, talk about the values more than you do giving clubs away to kids. Talk about the real, real life impact of learning this sport and what it means to police yourself and how that impacts uh, society in such a positive way if you're going to do this, this, and this. And then really, uh, again, it's going back to inviting your uh, members or your connections to go and see and watch that for, for real. So if you have a tournament, maybe invite some of the kids who are in the program to help you know, ride along on the cart and learn a little bit from, uh, from what they're doing. Or, you know, you got the uh, ladies night or the men's night to kind of invite them out to get some instruction from them as they're sort of playing or, you know, set aside some time where you're actually doing an event at the course during busier times that you can pull people aside and say, Hey, I just want to let you know that thank you for allowing us to you know, develop this program here in your backyard as we're teaching the next generation they're going to be, again, instinctively drawn to trying to help others. And then because you haven't asked them for anything, they're going to naturally ask you on how they can help. And then on the, uh, on the other side too, provide them a list of ways they can help. If they don't know how to help, they're not going to, right? Nobody's going to guess, oh, I guess I can give you 20 bucks, right? We, yeah. uh, you know, if you could provide $20, this would provide this, this, or this. Mm-hmm. Or $100 is going to provide this. Knowing those and putting that into place where you're just kind of symbolically getting people in front of uh, these you know, large amount of students and telling that story over and over again is going to put you in a position uh, to expose the, the entire organization itself uh, as somebody who's going to do great. So, And people will want to line up for par for junior golf at all times. So then along with that, one more, one more question. One yes, more question. a third. I love it. Okay. So... In, in your experience, what have you seen uh, regarding any tech platforms that have kind of expanded people's reach in the nonprofit world mm-hmm. and to attract new um, donors? How have you seen tech influence that and what are people using? Yeah, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of text to donate. There's a lot of uh, text to communicate. I think if you are communicating and not asking for money, I think something on a, on a cell phone would be great. You're looking for that next generation of folks that don't, I mean, I don't listen to my voicemails until I get like 12 of them. And they're like, oh yeah, you can't leave a voicemail on your message machine anymore. Oh, like, great. Now I have to go get it. So um, you know, those little platforms are a great way to do it. And again, I don't think you necessarily need to ask for money via text, but it, to keep them up to date on what you're doing. Success stories matter. Celebrating matters. What you said is like, hey, we're humble guys. We don't want to brag about some of these things. You have to because nobody knows your successes unless you tell it out loud. And I think if you can get into any medium, whether it's social media or email or text messaging or whatever that case may be, talk about the success stories and gather them throughout the year so that at the end of 2020, when you're coming to your end of year appeal saying, hey, we can be considered as part of your end of year giving so that we can ramp up our 2021 program. These are some options and you already know our success stories from this, this, and this. Sure. Good stuff. Yeah. I love it. That was good expert level 
talking about fundraising things. Grid, I like that a lot. Um, we've already come to the end of the show. I can't believe it already. Um, we can talk about golf forever as far as I'm concerned. I like talking about this stuff, but all good things must come to an end. And yet I want to give you a platform to say, how can people help? If they're watching this and they say, yes, I'm a golfer. I think what you're doing is great. I'd love to help a startup a nonprofit make some great headway in 2020. I'm here from the Fargo-Moorhead area, or I'm here nationwide. I think what you're doing is unique, and I've got a sack load of cash. How do they get a hold of you? How do they uh, reach out? And is there a great way that they can give back to you, the par for junior golf? Floor is yours, gentlemen. Well, a couple, a couple of different ways they can uh, reach us on our website. Par for Youth Golf is actually our website. It's P A R. The number four, youthgolf.com. Or they can email either one of us, chris.howell at moreheadcountryclub.com or chris.larson at moreheadcountryclub.com. We really should just have one Chris at moreheadcountryclub.com. Yep. yep, yep, par for golf Chris. And then either one of you can answer. It'll be great. Yeah. And it'd be awesome. Is there a, is there a donate button? Is there a Facebook page? Is there a, is there social media stuff that we can get a hold of as well? There is a donate donate button on that website and that'll take you to all of our different social media pages on that website as well. Outstanding. And as always, we'll put all of those in the show notes so you can easily click and give lots of money to our best of new friends, par four junior golf. Chris, Chris, thank you so much for being on the official do good podcast, do good, better podcast. This has been a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. We'll see you on the golf course in a matter of months, my friends. I'm very excited. Come on out. Yep. We'd love to have you. Have a great one. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Duke Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.